Good evening, it is Tuesday, October 25th, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post, live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We will provide our opinions positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg, and I'm joined this evening by my main partner in crime. What's going on, J3? How you doing? Big Reg, what's going on, bro? Feeling good. How are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good, brother. Hopefully, we will have Professor Jay and Sense join us this evening, but we're going to keep it moving. Um, tonight, we're going to hit you with what we've been hitting you with the last few weeks. Going to give you some quick hits. Then we're going to talk NCAA college football week eight. Got to go to the NFL week seven, our final post of the evening. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy post on the Positional Sports Talk Show channel. Man, in the WNBA, there was a big shock that happened this week. Head coach Kurt Miller leaves the WNBA runner-up Connecticut Sun to take the same position and become the head coach for the WNBA LA Sparks. I'm just saying, something smells there. Mm-hmm. What's you that all about? Your, you had your team in the playoffs. They just lost to the finals in a tough game. And now you leaving? Now, I know they had a bunch of free agents coming up, so maybe he's sort of writing on the wall. But in his explanation, he said he likes building things and he sees the L.A. Sparks as b- building for their next great team. So that was in the intrigue for him. And he was an assistant coach for the Sparks. But something's fishy going on because you don't leave a winner like that to go across the country and play for a team that didn't make the playoffs, in my humble opinion. Well, maybe he, maybe he still has roots out in uh, L.A., and that's the reason why he want to go back. I hear you. I mean, who who can blame somebody for wanting to go out to Southern California? So <laughs> it's a beautiful place out there. We gotta give a shout out. I know I I take shots at this person for a minute here, but I gotta shout out my man Chris Paul. Chris Paul joined an ex- very very exclusive club, the Eleven Thousand NBA Assist Club. He becomes only the third player in NBA history to be in this club, joining John Stockton, who leads it with 15,806 assists in his 20-year career, and the great Jason Kidd, who amassed 12,091 assists. But Paul has separated himself from them two because Paul becomes the first NBA player ever in history to score 20,000-plus points and have a thousand plus assists. So, but do you think it's time for him to let it go though? Because I mean, uh, I don't see him getting the ring no time soon. I think he enjoys the process of trying to win a championship. Um, Phoenix has still got a good team. Who knows how far they can go? But I think he still believes in his soul that he can win one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Phoenix, and, and you're right. They do have a, a solid team. But 
I think their time is coming past. But they had the opportunity and let it slip through their hands. Don't see it happening no time soon, bro. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Moving on to UFC 280. Um, UFC 280 featured two championship matches. Um, in the co-main event, Bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling defeated former champion TJ Dillashaw by second-round submission. Now, technically Sterling won the fight, and it was classified as a knockout by punches. But what really happened is Dillashaw dislocated his left shoulder mm-hmm. in the first round. They popped it back into place in between rounds, and then it popped out again in the second round. So he he was in excruciating pain. So once that happened, the fight was over. They should have stopped it. Mm -hmm. In the main event, the phenom Islam Machavich submitted former lightweight champion Charles Oliveira uh, by triangle choke. Now, this win was the manifestation of deceased trainer uh, Abdullah Manap Nagamedov, who's the father and trainer of former undisputed and pound-for-pound number one lightweight champion Khabib Nagamedov, prior to his passing, which he did from COVID, which is sad, he predicted that when his son retired, because they always said that his son was not going to be in the UFC for long, mm-hmm. and he told his mother that he was only going to fight 30 fights. He said once his son retired, Islam, who was his protege, would take up the mantle and become lightweight champion and be the number one fighter in the world. So uh, it's all coming true. And his next match, he's going to be fighting um, the title champion, uh, Alexander Volkaneski, who's one division below, who's currently rated as the number one pound-for-pound fighter. He's coming up in weight to um, challenge for the lightweight championship and for the number one pound-for-pound title. So that should be an interesting fight. That's going to happen in 2023. But the match of the night was a fight that actually ended in a little controversy. Sugar Sean O'Malley was fighting former champion Peter Yawn, and the match ended in a split decision with O'Malley winning on two cards, 29-28, and Yawn winning on the other by the same score. And this becomes the difference in how you view UFC. Because it was clear that O'Malley landed the more significant strikes with his hands mm-hmm. and hurt Yan several times with punches and elbows and all that. But Yan used his wrestling and grappling and took O'Malley down to the mat multiple times. So it's that old, if you're more of a wrestling-based person, you think takedowns should be considered almost as much as a, a, a knockdown. And I... I don't see it that way, especially if you're not doing damage when you're taking a guy down. So it, it it was interesting. One thing it does, though, it screams for a rematch because it was a close match. But uh, Sean O'Malley has come from fighting in the Contender Series, trying to just get notice to he's, he'll probably be fighting for a title very shortly. So congratulations. Make it worthwhile. Yeah, man, this this. Uh, MLB playoffs has been nobody could predict it was what's going on. The run the Phillies have gone on, and folks, I think I told you a couple weeks ago, 
The Phillies fired their manager halfway through the season because they were underperforming with all the talent they had. So they just got an inner manager who I believe finally got promoted and said he was going to get the full-time gig. But they went from that to taking on the vaunted New York Mets who had this two big pitching aces at the top of rotation, took them out in the wild card series. They followed that up by going with the best (laughs) team in the NL, the Atlanta Braves, the defending champions, and take them out. Then they take out the San Diego Padres in five games, four to one. I mean, the Phillies, I think that just might be a little, you know, destined. This might be the year. And then, of course, it ended with Bryce Harper hitting a two-run home run. In of the course. Game that ended. So. Of course. <laughs> of course. And where did he come from? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Harper was named the National League MVP of the series. Um, he, he had some big hits and all that. So shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies for making it to the World Series. Uh, I know your ha- household is happy, Professor Jay, with, with that Philly love. Yeah, that's why I had to represent. Plus, you know, I'm a Bryce Harper fan to the day I die. Sad that he left the Nationals, but glad he's getting his shot at getting a World Series title. And I can't stand the Astros, so I hope <laughs> they can get it done because they are heavy favorites. But, yeah, good shout-out to Bryce Harper and the Phillies for finally reaching one. Could this be Phillies' year for actually winning uh, major Major League Sports? Because, I mean, baseball, then you got football. What, what about basketball? We're going to get into basketball game. a little later because <laughs> it's early in basketball, so I don't want to make any judgments on basketball yet because right now they're struggling, but it's early. It's early. Mm. So we'll see. But football and baseball, they're looking good. Maybe they'll do like Georgia did last year. Georgia won the NCAA championship in football and then won Major League Baseball World Series. So maybe Philly can do it in baseball. And then the way them equals are playing, who knows? Mm -hmm. And as Professor Jay mentioned, the Houston Astros did what they've been doing all playoffs. The Houston Astros, fellas, are 7-0 in these year's playoffs. Mm -hmm. They swept the Yankees (laughs) 4-0 after sweeping their previous opponent. They haven't lost a game in the playoffs. And they look very formidable. And you know how they're doing it? The opposite of how the Yankees were. We don't know if they're cheating. They're playing small ball, putting bat on ball, putting the ball in the plate, getting people on base, and then driving in decisive runs and winning games. They're just playing mathematical baseball and just doing their thing. And every now and then they smack one deep. But, yeah, I really don't have a dog in this fight, but I would love to see Dusty Baker win a World Series. That's the one thing he doesn't have in his impressive Hall of Fame career. Um, But I wouldn't be mad if Philly, the Phillies win as well. So that's the only thing I could agree with, because I feel like the Nationals cheated out of him, cheated mm -hmm. him out of achieving that here. Because that team that he had is the one that eventually, minus Bryce Harper, is the team that eventually won the World Series. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, Dusty's been always been, let's bring Dusty in to fix stuff. And then when the team gets real good. Right. Right. 
he either hasn't just been able to make it or right when it's getting real good, they figure a way they're going to move on from Dusty. So the World Series starts this Friday, the 28th. The Astros have home field advantage. So the first two games will be in Houston. And we will see. Will the Astros or Phillies uh, pick up the hardware? I know if the Astros win another title, people are going to be like, oh, they was cheating again. So that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's transition now to the pigskin. It is time to get into our football talk for the rest of the show. College football up first. Uh, some of the big teams had buys this week. Uh, Georgia had a buy. Number one, Georgia had a buy. Number four, Michigan had a buy. Um, Michigan has a big game this week. They play Michigan State. I know Michigan State hasn't been playing very well this year, but anytime you got a rival game, you can kind of throw the records out the window. You don't know what can happen. They might not get up for any other game this year. Michigan State going to get up for playing Michigan. And then Ohio, uh, Georgia plays Florida. This used to be a big game. Uh, Florida's struggling right now, so I don't know if that's going to be any competition. Let's talk about the teams that did play uh, last week. Number two, Ohio State's offense, fellas, is just ridiculous. Number one. They got to be number one. C.J. Stroud is doing his thing. He, he, he dropped 286 yards on the four TDs to four different receivers. He did have one interception. But they're playing without their best wide receiver, arguably, at least the one who came in the year rated the best and uh, uh, first round NFL choice and their number one running back. And they still putting up almost 50 points a game. So they're going to be difficult to deal with. The question is, can they deal with a physical team that can score not as well as them, but still can score, but can be physical and make them have to work. Time will tell, bro. Time will tell. And the clock is ticking. Yeah, the way that game started, I thought it was going to be a little bit better than it ended up being because they, they started off a little slow, but then they got it in the high gear. Yeah, Iowa has – yeah, I don't know how that coach keeps his job because they play the most boring football offensively that I've seen mm-hmm. for over a decade. But they end up playing just enough defense that they can beat half the teams in the Big Ten. So I guess that's how he keeps his job. Uh, number three, Tennessee, uh, did what they were supposed to do. Uh, they were playing uh, FCS <coughs> team, UT Martin, which is a lower division. They ran it up. It was 65-24. They put up 52 points in the first half and the start Good pulling Lord. players. Uh, Hayden Hooker has really, really improved his draft stock. And it's going to get some serious uh, mention for uh, Heisman talk. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it to New York in, in less than a half of work. He put up 276 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. Mm. And went to the bench. Nice. And, and Jalen Hyatt, the guy who torched Alabama last mm-hmm. week, came back with seven more catches for 174 yards and two more Ridiculous. TDs. So Ridiculous. Nice. He making money. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's printing money. The question is, where is he going to end up when he gets drafted? Because he's definitely going to get drafted. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The way mm-hmm. he the way he playing now, he he he's looking like a first rounder for sure. Mm-hmm. And coming into the season, he was a mid round uh, prospect. Did either of y'all have an opportunity to watch the Clemson game? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse got some problems, egg, man. Yeah. Yep. Syracuse yep. should have had that game, man. Yep. If Syracuse had a couple of more horses on that squad that knew how to close, they should have, like you said, they should have won that game. And but you know, we've been criticizing DJ since he became the starter. He just to me, he just don't have it. I mean, when when you falling behind Lawrence and then Watson, I mean, I know that's a high bar. Because maybe he's better than we think he is, but when you follow those two quarterbacks at Clemson, he, he just don't have it. But you you also got to look at the other side of the ball too, Professor Jay. The defense got to stop somebody. That's true. But so, he, he I mean, looks pretty bad as a quarterback. Maybe they'll convert him to something, but because he's an athlete, but he just yeah, he just uh, I don't. Know. And then you also got to take into consideration the the drop balls that they had. Because he threw some nice passes. Joker just didn't catch it. I think he feels the pressure of knowing the history of what Debo would Dabo would do at Clemson with the supposed established quarterback, but you got this five-star big-time freshman recruit on the bench behind you. So yeah. it, it – uh, I think DJ is in a tough position. They say he's going to start the next game, but once you pull him once, it's a lot easier to pull him a second time. Man, he can't handle that pressure. I don't know what he would do in the NFL because the most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback for most yeah. people. And if he yeah. can't handle that pressure behind him, man. Hmm. I well, it. all I can tell you is he better start producing or like you said, Step up or step off to the side. Yeah, because in big-time football, you know there's four or five stars sitting behind you at all times. So yep. that's just that's just the nature of the beast. Number six, yeah. number six, Alabama bounced back, beating Mississippi State 30 to 6. And it was actually a shutout. Mississippi State scored their lone touchdown. <laughs> yeah, to Nick the was bad too. The game. He was hot. <laughs> but that's the defense, though. The defense still letting up. They need to no play hard to remaining. the end. Yeah, <laughs> he was hot. Yeah, uh, Bama did do some things. Uh, one of the prize transfers finally started at cornerback. Seemed to help out the DBs a little bit. Um, Bryce Young had a solid game. Nothing special. Bryce is just Bryce plays college football different than most mm-hmm. quarterbacks. If you watch the game, he's playing football from the neck up. Yeah, and people are so used to looking at the physical traits and the big arm or the six foot five. It the the middle things he does is miraculous, but they got to clean up some things. And what looked like might be an easy game, they're gonna have a test. They they're off. They got a bye week this week. And then they face LSU in Baton Rouge, in Death Valley, and they've announced it. It's going to be a night game. It's going to be That's cool. a different place That's to play. <laughs> night, so 
Uh, if they don't get it straight, that might be one of the ones. How'd they lose that game? Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Oh, man. Yes, indeed. Speaking mm-hmm. of how they lose that game and LSU, how did previously undefeated Ole Miss get punched in the mouth by LSU and lose 45-20? Who's that coach? Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin? Overconfidence? The, the, the Lane Kiffin? He ain't <laughs> have his boys prepared. But that's his M.O. It ain't like Brian Kelly been, you know, really doing a whole lot at LSU. Man, he brought his family. Don't you understand? <laughs> he, got, he got his boys ready to play. That was the difference right there. I'm telling you, that was the difference. One thing I can say, uh, the biggest benefactor has been uh, transfer quarterback Jaden Daniels who came from Arizona, he had a mon- – when I say monster game, this dude went 21 for 28, 248 yards, two TDs. Mm. Then he ran the ball 23 times for a buck 21 yeah, and three more yeah, that's TDs. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. That's the, that's the part. That part there. 23 he was having rushes. his way. He was having right. his way. So L- Lane has not figured out anything about defense. He's an offensive mastermind, but defense is optional for Lane. I mean, how can you let the quarterback rush for 121 yards? Not preparing, like Professor Jay said. He ain't prepared. So let me ask you this, Big Reg. Does does Alabama go down to Death Valley and win that game? Ooh. I had to to put him on the hook. I had to do it. Alabama has everything – they need to go to LSU and beat LSU. The only reason why it gets me paused, the two big games that they played on the road, they had the most penalties they've ever had. The Texas game with 15, and then they followed that up at Tennessee with 17. And that's because the damn secondary. But it wasn't just the secondary getting the penalties. The offensive line was getting penalties. The defensive line, people was lining up offside. Just stupid. Most half of those penalties were mental errors, and I hundred percent believe that's because that team, for some reason, those those players weren't ready for that environment. And now you're gonna step it up to LSU and Death Valley at night mm-hmm. when the people been down there drinking all day. <laughs> 110,000 people in the stadium at night. They better get some get right. So, so yeah, that, that's going to be a tougher game than what it, what it was looking to be. Uh, but Alabama, again, if they want to make it to the SEC championship, they got to win this game because if they lose this game, LSU is actually number one in the SEC West, and they got the tiebreaker. So they'd have to beat LSU by at least a game. And right mm. now, LSU is trending up. So this is a must win. Or Bama's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to number 10, Oregon, beating UCLA mm. 45-30. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Bo Nix at Auburn was god-awful most of the time. Mm-hmm. Other than the first game when Georgia boat raced Oregon in that first game, yeah. Bo Nix has been playing 
Heisman type football for Oregon. Bo Nix with 22 for 28 for almost 300 yards and five TDs. He was a running back at Auburn, basically, that threw the ball sometimes. So do you think by him going to uh, UCLA, uh, it's a better fit for him now that he's showing up? Oregon. He went to Oregon. I mean, Oregon. I'm sorry. I meant to say Oregon. I think what transferring to Oregon made him do was have to develop more as a passer. Mm -hmm. Going out to the Pac-12, Pac-12 is more of a passing league. It's requiring him to develop as a football player, which may eventually give him the ability to at least get some looks in NFL. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but he'll get some looks if he keeps playing this way. What that did do, though, that's that, that hurt the Pac-12, UCLA losing, because now everybody in the Pac-12 has got at least one loss, and it's still a bunch of big games. UCLA says play USC. I think UCLA still has to play um, Utah. So there's going to be some big, big games, and I think the – Pac-12 champions going to end up with two losses, which would eliminate them from the playoff consideration. Mm, yeah. Other than that, the uh, the last game I really want to talk about, Steve Sarkeesian going to get fired. <laughs> and the reason he's going to get fired is because he can coach a team to a lead <laughs> but he blew another double-digit lead at Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. They were up almost that entire game against Oklahoma State and then got outscored 14-0 in the fourth quarter to lose the game 41-34. So do you really blame him or do you blame your, your defensive coordinator? Because what's he doing? You're an offensive guy. Score some points. You've been scoring all game. Keep scoring. I understand, but if your offense is not moving the ball, your defense got to stop somebody so you can win, bro. <laughs> That's still on him. He the head coach. Sounds like it's a lack of communication going on. <laughs> yeah, that that, that is uh, absolute, positively <laughs> big problem. He is now 10 and 10 at Texas over his year and a half. Mm. Being 500 at the University of Texas, the university that generates the most money in college football is a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, sounds like Arizona Cardinals coach to me, but he still got a job. Oh, did I say that? Sarkeesian <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would get a job. He just ain't going to get the job at – he ain't going to keep this job at the University of Texas. I think the only thing that's keeping him there right now is his recruiting class is coming in. is massive, including the prize of the ball, one Arch Manning. Hmm. So they know if they fire him, that recruiting class goes away. Hmm. But you got to so, do better. Sounds like the risk they worth, they worth taking. I feel you. Lastly, before we get to the notable week nine games, shout out to Jackson State. Yeah, buddy. Uh-huh. Prime. Coach Prime is doing his thing. And Coach Prime is actually flipping this script. Jackson State beat 
Campbell 22-14 for their homecoming. Campbell University is a predominantly white institution. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Usually HBCUs go to predominantly white institutions to be their homecoming victim. Mm -hmm. Coach Prime bringing predominantly white institutions in <laughs> for homecoming. I mean, come on now. That, that's gutsy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And not only that, you got college game day to host the game there for next week. Against them in Southern. That's 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 power. <laughs> but he ain't sweat. Oh, he's sweat. <laughs> he's I ain't sweat. Then who is sweat, baby? <laughs> who is? If I ain't sweat, who is? Man, listen. <laughs> oh, man. in less than two full seasons, Coach Prime has. Made it that HBCU football is on ESPN three or ESPN plus, however you want to call it, every weekend. Mm -hmm. Before he got there, you you couldn't find no HBCU football on ESPN. Mm -mm. Only on BET. Not only that, he's 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 promoting other schools as well. He's trying to get them to be on TV. I mean, he he's definitely the uh, the ambassador of HBCUs for uh, football. Uh -huh. He's got HBCU games on NFL Network every now and then. None of that stuff would have happened without Prime. Yeah. So, yeah, the biggest game when he was goes. the Bayou Classic before that. Not, exactly. not anymore. Yeah, yeah so it, know, let's, let's just hope he don't go to a Power 5 like uh, many are suspecting. Hey, if he does, I mean, that that's that's a great thing, too. I'm not going to take that away from him. If that's his goal, oh no, not saying that. It's like HBCUs are definitely going to miss him when he does go. I don't think I he's think... going anywhere no time soon, as long as his sons are still there. Well, it's, his sons only going to be there for one more season. His sons can go with him, so that's not an issue. I think the only thing I think he really wants to stay at Jackson State because I think he really sees himself helping not only Jackson the university, but the city. But he, he sees himself elevating the HBCU overall. But now, I did read an interview with him saying one issue he has is the amount of money that his assistant coaches have to take to coach at Jackson State. Yeah, and to add to that, um, I saw the uh, 60 Minutes interview uh, this past Sunday. Um, not this past Sunday, the Sunday before. And he even said he would entertain, you know, um, going to a Power 5 school if, if if offered. Like, why wouldn't he? Like, you know, he did complain about the funding as well. You know, the facilities finally being upgraded. But, you know, before that, you know, it, it was it was a long battle. But, yeah, um, to your point, Big Ridge, about the um, assistant coaches, you know, being paid more and everything, like, that's – Still, an uh, an issue that um he's fighting to get resolved. Yeah, because I mean, Prime is making what assistant coaches make at big time Power Five schools. So you can only imagine what his assistants are making. Mm. But that's the economics of HBCUs. Now he's changing that. He's selling out stadiums or filling stadiums up more than they ever did. So, again, he's doing his thing. 
it, it, it would hurt if he left after this season, but you can't blame him. He's He's been a coach for decades. People didn't know that. He was coaching youth football for years. So if he wants to take his coaching to the next level to see if he can win at a power five with all the funding that he gets, I, I can't blame him. So here are the notable games for the week. Uh, one of the big ones is going to be early. Number two, Ohio State at, at number 13, Penn State. I think they're going to have a whiteout for this game. Mm. Uh, it's 1 o'clock uh, on, on your local Fox network. Um, Professor, your team has a big one coming up because they had a bad loss. You weren't on the air, but they had a bad loss the other week. Uh, they bounced back last week, and I think they beat UNLV or some, somebody from yeah. Reds. Yeah, running Reds. Mm-hmm. So they go Notre Dame at Syracuse. So they're going to the Carrier Dome. Mm. That's a different environment to play in. Mm-hmm. And with Syracuse only having one loss, that's going to be an interesting game. But if Notre Dame can pull that off, that could be a a, a season-changing win for them, in my opinion. And that's yeah. at noon at ABC. Yeah, they can do it. Drew Pine is coming along, and long as Tommy Reese can continue to call a more dynamic game than he has been in the past, because the defense is solid. I think they can hang with Syracuse, but that that offensive game plan just got to be ready for the challenge. Yeah, I think they – and I know they've got a QB coming in next year. I think that they really need to upgrade a QB. I think if they had – a better talent at QB, I think that season would look different right now. But it Dude, is. Dude, I would is. take Bo Nix right about now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, transfer to Notre Dame. No five touchdowns. Yeah. Go back in the portal. Yeah. We right. told y'all about the Florida Georgia game, what used to be called the biggest cocktail party. They don't like that anymore. That's at 3 30 this weekend at CBS. Number nine, Oklahoma State. They're trying to. Keep control of the Big 12. They played number 22 at Kansas State. Um, oh, Cincinnati, the, the team that snuck into the playoffs last year, they still doing their thing. They ranked number 20th. They've only had one loss. They've got their big game against UCF. And then Kentucky at Tennessee at night at 7 p.m. And then I told you all about Michigan State at Michigan. So it's some good football for the college football people, even though – there's some teams that I have to buy, like Alabama. You got some good games coming. Let's transition to the NFL, fellas. What did y'all think about the big news that jumped off Thursday with former Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey being traded to the 49ers for four draft picks over the next two seasons? It was definitely a shocker. I, I saw them moving them, but I never would have guessed it would have been San Francisco yeah, making that that's move. The worst. To me, San Francisco is jumping in on what the Rams say, F them picks. So I guess yeah. they're trying to go all <laughs> yeah. in. They get a, a dynamic uh, game changer in order to get them over the hump. But we see that. That went over with a whimper against KC, but I know we'll get there too. But, yeah, that was that was a huge shocker. I did not see them going to San Francisco. Yeah, and the worst thing they could have did was deliver an offensive power uh, house like uh, McCaffrey into an offensive evil genius like uh, Kyle Shanahan. 
like the, the things that he could do with him in that offense, man, the possibilities are endless. Now, albeit they lost to Kansas City, but I I, I think it's shaping up for some uh, for some uh, big things coming down in uh, the pike in the season. As good as McCaffrey Carolina, is. Go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, as, as good as McCaffrey is, I wouldn't have wasted four picks on him. I mean, we all we all know that the past couple of years he's been injured. I mean, so you got to take his health in consideration. Are those four picks worth – I mean, is, is he worth four picks like that? And that's what I, I was going to so. say. Kudos to Carolina because, no, he's not worth four picks. I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, then it, it'll rewrite that story. But pulling off those picks, Carolina is in rebuild mode. They're going to get a new coach, all that kind of stuff. I think that was a great move on their part to move off from a player who's great and dynamic but often injured. I think that was a good move on their part. Yeah, It's going to be interesting to see how injured he's going to be in San Francisco, even though Historically, San Francisco has been the second worst team in the NFL over the last three years with injuries, only behind the Washington Commanders uh, <laughs> as far as injured, injured players. But I think he won't have to be the load carrier in San Francisco, yeah, he won't. which yeah. means he won't have to put as much wear and tear on his body. But that's how he plays anyway. So, I mean, you could try to ease, he could try to ease up, but he plays hard every time he's on the field. No, I'm not talking about ease up. I'm talking about the amount of touches he's going to get. He's not going to get as many touches. Right. No, I'm Because you got Debo Samuel, you got the the, the all-pro tight end. So, Kittles. 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 Yeah, yeah which works Kittles. in his favor. I mean, plus you have a better line than, than Carolina and um, San Francisco. So, Yeah, Let's well, see. you better hope they get it together because they just got slayed with all that yeah. offensive genius firepower that they had. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give him a, give him like three weeks to put it all together. But the way that uh, NFC West is this year, I mean, they one game behind uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Right. Mm-hmm. So you really Gino. think the Seattle Seahawks will <laughs> keep doing what they're doing? Who saw that coming? Yeah. In other news, before we get to the games, what do y'all think about Indy Indianapolis Colts? Matt Ryan got injured in the last game, but they made it clear. They're bitching Matt Ryan for the rest of the season. That's Frank Wright. No, that's the owner. No, I mean as far as the coaching is concerned because you damn – I mean, Carson Wentz, you can say what you want, but those are two quarterbacks under his tenure that he didn't get the mileage out of that he thought that he would because those were his decisions – and now his job is on the line because he didn't get the type of production that he thought that he, that everybody thought he would get. That's what I'm saying. How many years was was Matty Ice down in Atlanta? And what did they do? They went to the Super Bowl once while he was the heck. I mean, while he was the starting quarterback and lost when they were up. Uh, Twenty five. Why would you bring yeah, him to your but, dad? But, but don't blame him for that. That was Kyle Shanahan taking his foot off the gas and yeah, not running the ball. I agree. I agree. But still, that man won an NFL MVP, Joe. Right. He shouldn't look as bad as he looks now. Mm. He's leading the league in interceptions. Mm. The running game that was the number one running game in the NFL, as far as the individual player, has gone into the tank. And the offensive line was. Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor's (laughs) in the tank this year. Right. (laughs) 
and their offensive line, which was arguably the best or definitely top three offensive lines, playing like garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, they were supposed mm-hmm. to run away with that division. Mm-hmm. So the commanders can end up going 500 uh, this Sunday going down. Man, there. don't start that, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the big loss, though, over the weekend was for the surprise in New York Jets, who went five and two, oh, yeah. but Brees. winning that game, Brees. they lose rookie sensation Brees, Brees Hall yeah. and offensive tackle Elijah Barrett Tucker for the season. Those mm-hmm. are two major losses. Now they tried to uh, make up a little bit for losing. Brees Hall, they uh, traded with Jacksonville Jaguars and got a running back um, who was the starter for Jacksonville last year, but now they've moved on and, and, and put the quarterback's college teammate as the number one back. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they moved on, but uh, it, that's going to hurt uh, the Jets because they've been playing some good football. So let's talk about another week of unexpected Bad results. I mean, you, you guys talked about it. Washington beats the Packers <laughs> <laughs> with their backup quarterback who threw a pick six <laughs> and they still lost. Yep. That shows you how bad the Packers are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what did their future Hall of Fame Franchise quarterback do today <laughs> went on his little uh, weekly Rent. show that he's on. Yeah, he's a clown. Uh huh. He's a clown. They need to start cutting people's uh, practice reps down and start stop playing them. He's basically telling the coach, "You're not doing your job." Well, and when all reality, he's the problem. Like, man, you know how many like, times he threw the ball in the ground. I'm yeah, like, exactly. He looked terrible. His arrogance, man. It's like, and it's 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 causing a toxicity in that locker room. Yeah, he's hurting like, the team for sure. Yeah, for sure. You can see it in the play. Wanted to. Yeah. And they wonder why their all pro wide receiver wanted to get as far away from the Hall right. of Fame quarterback as possible. It's just yeah I mean, that that was a bad game all around. I mean, <laughs> both teams just were trying to give it to each other. Here you take yeah, the win. Yeah. No, you take the win. <laughs> no, you take the win. So <laughs> one, one thing I gotta give Heineke though, he is a fighter. He a gamer. Thank right. you. He'll give mm-hmm. you more of a chance than Wentz will. He gonna so make some I, mistakes. But I mean, yeah. I, at this point, I think you play him over Wentz. And just bite the bullet of that money that you paying Wentz this year, and just that's, move on. That's why Ron got to go because Absolutely. you didn't have to spend thirty million dollars on Wentz to figure out Heineke gave you the better chance to win. That's nope. what I've been saying this whole off season. Like, what are they doing? He has to go because it looks like Terry Mc, Mc, McLaren can play again. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, right. exactly. He actually got some love. Welcome back. Right, he, right. he disappeared under Wentz. And Antonio gets it, getting some run out of the backfield, right. doing his thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, so. Mm-hmm. even Spe- the tight ends got to eat. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of su- another surprising uh, bad loss for uh, future Hall of Fame Good. quarterback. Good. 
Tampa Bay. How can you allow <laughs> an organization yeah, that just fired the coach a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. got crushed the first game with the interim coach, then traded their best player on Thursday mm-hmm. to beat you 21 to 3, to limit you to three points? Yeah. Man, I think it all went downhill in the moment. Mike Evans dropped that touchdown. Mm, oh, hurt, that was man. that was crazy. There's something going on with him. He's hurt. Or he, he just he, lost his uh confidence. Nah, that dude ain't lose no confidence. I, I wouldn't believe that. I just think that team is imploding because they go as their quarterback goes. You know, I, I'm not gonna speak to his personal life. Because that that's a tough situation, no matter who you are. But the fact of the matter is, he's not the same person that they're used to having, and it's affecting the entire team. I mean, yep. their play on offense and defense. This doesn't look like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that we know. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm holding pom poms up because I can't stand them. But <laughs> I understand the the human side of it. When you come in and you just not yourself and you're the leader, it affects the entire team. Yeah. Give some love to PJ Walker. That 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 young young man just k- continues to fight and try to, you know, carve himself out a place in the NFL. Baker. Well, you see the coach said J3. If yeah, Baker yeah. was healthy, PJ Walker was gonna be starting regardless. Good question. With Baker. Making them commercials. You're making them commercial. Uh, aggressive ain't even hollering for them no more. So yeah. I don't know. That is an interesting point, BJ. Did the offensive line, you know, just say, you know what? We tired of you screaming and hollering like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of here and didn't show up. That's a possibility. But again, mm-hmm. this affects a coach that we thought was getting a good opportunity, Ty Bowles. And now this is going to really affect him if they don't turn this around and then how does that look for our, 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 our local guy the Ron offensive Lefkowitz. coordinator Ron Lefkowitz. Yeah. he only scored three points against the Panthers who got drummed the previous week so yeah it, it's not looking good who's their backup quarterback um their backup quarterback is a second year player from University of Florida I bet you if they gave uh, Tom a leave of absence, that boy could probably spark something in that mm. offense. Maybe. Well, Tom has already said he's not leaving. Where he going? Mm-hmm. His family done left. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But speaking of dominant, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Y'all, better, y'all better recognize Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek who? It's proving to everybody that he is working on his game and he's still that dude. And if y'all think that he's not going to be able to do what he do just because Tyreek left, let let me show you something. They punched the 49ers, vaunted defense, and they got all their people. They got Bosa back. Number one. Speaking of resurgences, speaking of resurgences, Juju, like, Welcome back to Juju because he was eating. Yeah, the, the problem was Juju was a prima donna. He, you know, Andy Reid wasn't gonna put up with all that stuff that that Tomlin did in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it took Juju a few weeks to 
figure out this new system. So I thought it was going to take Juju a little bit to catch on. But, yeah, you, you're right. He's doing his thing. Uh, even Edwards, uh, Hilaire, mm-hmm. because they st- started the rumor that the rookie was going to get some more carries. You see, he ran harder last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the Chiefs are starting to roll. Now, they lost to the Bills. Bills came to Kansas City and did thing. But the Chiefs. As they play more and more with this new system and figure out getting everybody the ball, so it's just not Kelsey. Uh, I think the Chiefs uh, are going to be a big problem. Well, that's yeah. one thing I will definitely say about uh, your boy Patrick Mahomes. He lets everybody eat. I mean, he don't, he doesn't just get look at one day going to receive the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about eating and letting everybody eat. Joe Burrow, oh my oh, God! Oh man, <laughs> man, what he did to the Falcons was embarrassing. While the score was only thirty-five seventeen, it could have been a lot worse. Joe Burrow dropped four hundred eighty-one yards on him, three TDs to three separate receivers. Let me give you the, his wide receiver trio line. Tyler Boyd Boy led the way with eight receptions for one hundred fifty-five yards in a TD. Mm, mm, mm. Jamar Chase had eight receptions for 130 <coughs> yards in the TV. Mm. Oh. T. Higgins mm. added five receptions for 93 yards, and the tight end had six receptions for like 60 yards. <laughs> wow. Jackpot Joe. Yeah, he getting this, he got his swagger back. Everybody that was writing the Bengals off early on the season because they looked bad. I think that offensive line is starting to gel because, remember, they got three new pieces in that. And Joe Burrow is finally getting healthy and confident in his body. Because, remember, he had to have an emergency appendectomy uh, right Mm. before uh, the uh, preseason started and training camp started. So he wasn't able to participate in any training camp or any preseason games. So he's gotten his stuff out. They're getting crazy. What do y'all think of the Tua comeback this week? I thought he looked I was, good. I, yeah, I thought so too. I was nervous when he ran that one time and uh, got hit, but he played. He played pretty solid. I was. I was happy for that. Yeah, I I got a little nervous though. Those two times he scrambled and instead of just sliding and getting down, he decided he was going to put his shoulder into a defensive player. Come on, dude. What you doing, man? He playing hard. That's that's the only way he knows how to play. He will not slide. He well, Ryan Clark <laughs> made a point to that. He said the only way to play football is play football. You can't like you can't like go in there all nervous, like getting your head. You just gotta go out there and play football. Yeah, but you gotta be a little smart, smarter than that. <laughs> Come on now. Well, obviously he ain't learned his lesson because he's still doing what he did before he got those concussions. So hey. That's but his, that, that's his you body. can tell the difference between the Dolphins' offense with him playing and without him playing. That was mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. Even though they got shut out in the second half and only beat the Steelers 16-10, Steelers made some defensive adjustments. One thing, Mike Tomlin's got that defense playing a lot better now. Yeah. If they get any consistent offense, the Steelers can be over 500 again. But that offense is struggling. But well. I, I'm glad two is back. He looked a little rusty, overthrew some passes. But um, good to see him make it through a game. Time now we got to get to the New York portion of the game of this before we get to oh, 
um, the big big games <laughs> for next week. Hey man, you gotta give props with props to do. The little people. The Giants. Six and the Jags. This is their fifth fourth quarter comeback, J3. I know, man. I know. I know. That's I know. coaching. That's, that's coaching. Yeah. That's a, a brand new first year coach who's changed the whole demeanor of that organization. Yeah. Right away. And they don't quit. And they even got Daniel Jones. Right. Looking like that they're going to have to either franchise him or sign him to a new contract before this year's over because he actually balling a little bit. Daniel what Jones saves, must be yeah. 107 yards. And I was just about to say that what's saving him is his legs because his arm ain't well, – but his legs is, is, is what's saving him right now. Him and Saquon, they have a dynamic rushing attack. Who but that's who they want, so he ain't going nowhere. They're they gonna have to pay him. They better not pay Daniel Jones, okay? And then you got that defense, their defense is ball. Defense. Mm-hmm. Their defense is ball. And speaking about defenses in the same stadium, just on the AFC, the Jets they just shutting people down j-e-t-s finally stepping up they causing turnovers they're doing their thing and even with the losses they was able to beat the broncos we understand the broncos are struggling but if anybody nobody would have said the jets was going to be five and two seven games in i think they heard the noise they heard the chatter people saying they weren't going to do nothing man i'm happy for robert's the line man (laughs) because you know how long Coaches of color last in this league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I'm glad the Ravens held on, but Harbaugh, how can you keep losing double digit leads? That's coaching again. Yep. I understand Lamar is struggling. He's trying to force some things a little bit too much. But if Lamar gives you a double digit lead, the Ravens' defense is used to be able to – that was game over, shut it down, you was going to lose. So. Not anymore. Yeah, they keep turning over their defensive coordinators. Them dudes go somewhere else and get jobs, and that defense just looks different almost every other year. I mean, they're they going to have to stop the bleeding because we know they have talent on defense. Just the injury bug, just scheme. Like, when I look at them – I see some of the same nonsense Washington is doing on the defensive side of the ball. And you just you scratching your head because, you know, you have a, com- a competitive quarterback, former MVP that's going to do everything that he can when he knows that their deficiencies on the other side of the ball. And Harbaugh, to your point, needs to do a better job at settling him down and sticking to the game plan. But, you know, Lamar, he, he wants to be video game. He want to get off script and try to make things happen. And that's when them bad interceptions and things be, be turning up. Yeah, they they in trouble because since he coming and they keep doing what they're doing, they're in trouble. Uh, shout out Geno Smith. We, we can't say arguably. Geno Smith is playing a lot better than anybody would have imagined. Mm. Round of applause. Daphne, Daphne playing better than a former quarterback was playing there. And they didn't found something. Kenneth Walker III out of Michigan State, mm, 23 mm. carries, 168 yards, two TDs. Yep. I mean, they're playing football 
the way their coach really wanted to play football. Yeah. We only gonna throw the ball some new linemen. 20 to 30 people. They got a couple of new linemen. They starting yeah. two rookie tackles. See what I'm saying? Um, but but, but how long them, was Russ there? They mm-hmm. got those picks because they traded Russ. And they got picks coming next year because of Russ. Mm, mm, mm. I know he mad as I don't know what. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, BJ, I already it. know. Stop messing with me. We're we going to talk all that. Leave me alone. <laughs> and he and Denver with a coach that obviously looks like he has no clue about what's he going on. He has no idea what he's doing. Look, man. Yeah, so Russell I mean, terrible. It might be that mile high air. <laughs> Somebody getting a little too no. high up there, huh? <laughs> now you know the line he has worse than what he had last year. And then his his skill players, the running backs fumbling the ball, you know, receivers not catching. I mean, it's not just on him. And then on top of it, now he's hurt. So it's like yeah. he came win. He came mm-hmm. win. Yeah, tough. All right, so some of the week eight intriguing games we got uh, Thursday night, the Ravens at the Bucks. Uh, if the Ravens can go down to Tampa Bay and catch Tampa while they while they uh, hurting right now, that could be a good win. Um, oh, speaking of getting hurt, if the line to BJ's point is really still in their feelings, man, Tom forty five. But if he takes some shots, he done. Yeah, <laughs> he done. Mm-hmm. Then you got Washington at the Colts. Jeb. Jeb. I don't even know Washington. It's a Jeb. You already know it's a Jeb. Can Washington become 500? They should win that game. Washington is 500 or better? Yeah, they should win that game. They should win that game. That all depends on what defense show up. Y'all better recognize. We'll be out the pits of the NFC East. No, you still gonna be last in the NFC East. No, but at least it'll be a winning a winning conference, and we won't be the NFC least no more. Yeah, you got that game. You got the Cardinals at the Vikings. Oh, real quick, Big Ranch, hold on. You you missed the best part of it. It ain't the teams on the field. Snyder yeah. might walk up the earth say, and call him clock him up. That's going to be the best I'm sorry, part I forgot all about that. Did y'all see Kyler put his head coach in check? Yeah. I've never, ever seen anything like that. And the crazy thing about it, the coach shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyler's like, if I'm going to take all this heat, I'm taking control of this situation. <laughs> that lets you know they got the wrong coach. Yeah. So, but they 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 go, they play at the Vikings. The Vikings coming off a bye. Vikings looking good. Should be getting healthy. That's going to be interesting to see how they play again. Captain uh, Kirk. Steelers mm-hmm. at the Eagles. Eagles coming off a bye. I think the Eagles that that's that that's that Philadelphia uh Pennsylvania uh game. Not so a, that's always that interesting. But um uh, can, can the still can the Eagles stay undefeated? Yeah. Sorry, BJ. Yep. They playing Steelers, man. They should. Mm-hmm. 49ers yeah. at Rams in the afternoon, Ooh. four o'clock Ooh, game. And that's a rivalry. They don't like each other no. one bit. And, and Shanahan has had the Rams number. No matter who yeah. he had playing, he yeah. always could beat the Rams. So they, they got to do it. Giants at the Seahawks. That's going to be a really mm. good Ooh, game. Gino. Ooh. Mm. I think Gino might get off. 
I, if I the Giants win this game, the Giants got a legitimate shot of getting a nine and one. I'm wow. telling you now, the Giants are making the playoffs as a wild card. Mm. They're taking the L. I'll say Gino going to come in there and do work. You think so? Okay. I think so. And then your yeah, evening so. game Sunday night, you got the Packers at the Bills. I think the Bills. Bills. I think the Stop. Bills. Bills. Stop. Start, you know, closing that coffin on the Packers season. If that's Bills the case, mafia. somebody getting fired if, if the Bills embarrass them. Somebody getting fired. Or somebody going to be trying to trade uh, – Aaron Rodgers. It's gonna be a cool. You can't trade Aaron Rodgers. Somebody mm-hmm. getting fired. No, with it's that contract, they literally can't trade Aaron Rodgers. If they trade Aaron Rodgers, their cap takes almost a hundred million dollar yeah. hit. Yeah, they can't do that. <laughs> that's why he mm-hmm. acting a. He acting that's a why fool. he acting a fool. Yeah. There's nothing they can do. He's to bulletproof. Him. Yeah, yeah. He has true. no. Yeah, so, I'd have let him walk. And I'd then money too. Me too. Yeah. Day Monday three. night game, you got Cincinnati at the Browns, the Battle of Ohio. So Cincinnati. Some good games this week. All right, Cincy. fellas. We're a little over our normal time. So it is time for us to get up out of here. So let's get these final posts going. J3, what you got for me? Hey man, everybody make sure you're drinking water. Keep it up. True Short that. and sweet, like that. Since what you got? Uh, man, I just want to um, show some light and love to uh, Brittany Griner's family. You know, it's a, it's, it's a shame, you know, what's taking place and them denying her, you know, appeal and, you know, just stay positive. You know, it's, it's you're going to come home. Just prayers up for Brittany Griner. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Professor, what you got? Yeah, good pull because that's a teaser. I'm going to do uh, post takes next week and it's going to be focused on Brittany Griner. Um, for all of you parents out there, please, please, please look after your children. Make sure they're washing their hands. You should have them wearing a mask. RSV is real. Let me tell you, our nine month old is recovering from it. We don't know where in the world she got it from. But it's a serious ailment that's touching a lot of our kids across the country. So please stay on top of your kids about cleanliness, you know, washing their hands, washing their faces, just being real diligent about staying clean and keeping them germs at bay. So that's my PSA announcement for the day. Especially with Halloween coming and mm-hmm. kids going to be out trick-or-treating and touching each other and all that right. and putting their hands in Jaws of candy. Who knows whose hands been in there? Yeah, that's that's serious. Yeah. I'm gonna keep mine on the sports note this week. Earlier, it was announced on uh, online and on the internet everywhere that the Crawford Spence fight was pretty much done. <clears throat> well, it's not. And I told y'all to believe it when they actually signed the contracts and they had their mm-hmm. first press conference. Mm-hmm. And for everybody that thinks Terrence Crawford is the one holding this up, he is, and he has a very good reason for it. Terrence Crawford decided to make this fight happen, that he would capitulate himself and give it to the biggest terms that the PBC and Spence team won. Terrence Crawford was taking 45% versus the Spence 55%. But it wasn't on the gross. He agreed to take his percentage off the net. So after all the expenses came out, 
But guess what PBC wouldn't do? They said they're not going to allow him to see all the books. Mm. <laughs> mm. Now, now who's going to do that? <laughs> That's shady right there. Yeah. That's real shady. Mm -hmm. You know it. I already think this should be a 50-50 fight. So I took 5% less to get your man more so he feels the bigger fighter. But then you say you're not going to share the books with my team so I can just verify that you're not getting me? Right. So. <laughs> That's boxing. I wow. say it's Vince ducking him, but somebody on PBC don't want this fight to happen. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. So uh -huh. that is the main reason why, unfortunately, folks, boxing has lost a lot of its cachet mm -hmm. and why UFC has been able to jump in and fill that void. When you don't get the fights that you want to have and the fighters are doing everything possible to try to make it happen, switching organizations to make it happen, and you still want to play games? Stop. Crazy. All right, folks. As usual, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. Please tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our next live show. We're here each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can also download this show or our previous shows via our Facebook and YouTube pages, Positions on Sports Talk Show. You can also listen to our shows on your favorite podcast and platform. Again, Positions on Sports Talk Show. Um, if you go to any of the platforms, we greatly appreciate it if you please like and subscribe. Descriptions are free. Um, it greatly help us. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, Instagram and Facebook at Positions on Sports. Twitter's at Positions on SBL1. We'd love to hear from you. Please tell your families and friends and family and social media contacts about the show. If you think we're doing a good job, we'd love to hear from you. As always, have a great evening. Have a great week. Be safe out there, and we'll see you next week. God bless. See ya.